Thank you for listening to the Power Shift Mindset. We'll be discussing techniques, concepts, and strategies to help you achieve the success and happiness you're looking for. Hey guys, it's Coach Jay. I hope everyone enjoyed their Christmas. And this week, Trudy and I talk about how we've had people pull out qualities in us that we might not have seen and also help us find some strengths that we're not aware of. Hey there, it's Coach Jay from the Power Shift Mindset Podcast. As we cover topics on the podcast that cover all aspects of health, I wanted to tell you more about my personal coaching page, BeMotivation.com. With over 20 years of coaching, I'm proud to now offer personal training. This includes personalized workout programs with video call check-ins weekly. And if you're in Central Connecticut, I can travel to you for one-on-one training. As an ISSA certified personal trainer who absolutely loves coaching, I'll help you achieve your physical health goals. Please check out BeamMotivation.com. Hey guys, it's Coach Jay and I'm back with Trudy. And this week we're talking about what other people help us learn about ourselves. Uh, every time we meet someone, they, they can pull something out of us or, or remind us about qualities we have that we might not see all the time or even show us something new that we never recognized in ourselves. And Trudy, what's your take on how people can draw things out of us or, or point things out about ourselves that we might not know or remind us of qualities that we have? You know, I think that different people bring out different versions of us. I don't think that we have one set version. I think we have a certain essence about ourselves or our own aura or whatever you want to call it. But, you know, when you're with your parents, when you're with your coworkers, when you're with your friends, when you're with your significant other, I guarantee you're most likely going to be different versions of you. And, you know, some people are going to bring out really, really positive things. And then the, I would say negative things, quote unquote, it's not a bad thing. It's just, I think it's teaching you an area about yourself where, for example, I work with these kids sometimes, and I know that they're my greatest teachers when it comes to patience, because I'm like, I haven't mastered that yet by any means. So instead of me being like, oh, this kid is like this, blah, 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 sure, he could still have his own behavior, but what is it teaching me about myself? Now, Jay, what would you say, you know, when it comes to your work life or wherever, where you feel you are learning something about yourself where you can improve? Uh, I'm always looking to improve. And like when you mentioned work life with, with coaching, um, I can always improve on, on things. Uh, there, there's different styles of, of coaching. And we, we talked about that one of the topics and kind of like you mentioned how we, we always have our own persona and like you said about ourselves, but we're going to act different with our parents and our grandparents. And I was just looking at, we did that who's behind the mask where it wasn't necessary. We're hiding behind a mask, but we act different at dinner with our friends than we would with our grandparents. Um, same type of thing with, with coaching. Um, there's some people that are very energetic and jump around and some that kind of lay back and maybe coach more on the theory of it rather than the, the skill set of it. Um, so there's times where I'm, I definitely learn different ways of doing things, um, different techniques to use, uh, communication skills are big. 
Um, I know when I went to a technical high school, I took drafting back in the days of pencils. You had the actual hands-on aspect of doing the drawing to draw the blueprints, but then you had the theory behind it. Same thing if you go into auto mechanics, you had to know how the engine works, the theory behind it, but then you need to know the practical aspect. So I'm always learning different skills and how to do things um, in different ways or even ways to sharpen up what I do know and, and do them more effectively. So important. And it's great that you're aware of that and you want to work on it. And, you know, it's easy to point fingers at the other person or somebody else when you're really aggravated or you're annoyed. There are certain patterns. And I'm not going to dismiss that that other person isn't doing something that might not be good, but it's an opportunity to be like, okay, well, you know, when two people, for example, are like, oh, we got to work on our friendship or, oh, we got to work on our relationship. I think it's more beneficial if those two people say, hey, let me work on myself individually. You work on yourself individually. And then let's meet again as that version of ourselves where we're learning about ourselves and each other where we can improve. I think that has the ability to strengthen our relationships, our connections, our self-love. I think it's a whole, it's something as a whole. Yeah, I'm going to go back to that drafting analogy. You have an assembly, you have a machine. Sometimes two parts get worn out. You have to fix each part individually before you can put them back together. So I, I one of my favorite drawings I did. And again, this is back with pencils. So it wasn't a CAD program doing it. I drew a worm gear. I drew the actual, the gear that went onto the worm and all the different radius and, and same thing. You have a machine. And if you wear out two parts, like you said, you got to fix each thing individually and then put that assembly back together before that machine would work. Same thing with a relationship. I mean, there's times where each individual has to work on themselves. And then those two components can go back together and hopefully work better together. Absolutely. And Jay, for you, and you don't have to mention any names, but thinking of someone who's provoked you, maybe, tell me what was your learning about yourself through that experience? So when you say provoked you, usually that's said in a little bit of a negative aspect. Yeah. So you're, you're someone like the, the poked me and, and, um, push your button. And, yeah. Um, well, and kids do it all the time. Uh, so, but yep. it, it, it's a case of, um, I mean, one thing I'm trying to work on is kind of laying back and not being so reactive. I don't, I don't think I, I like to understand things and that that's everything. I, I always like to know the theory behind anything I do regardless of what it is, I, I like to learn whether it's, I, I can sit down and pick up my instruments and, and play some music, but I don't know the theory as well as I would like to. Uh, as a photographer, uh, you look at my finished product and it's just as good as the guys next to me, but I don't next necessarily know the theory behind the lighting in terms of, I mean, I know how to set up the lighting. I know it from an artistic and creative standpoint, but might not know it from the technical standpoint where I can't look at a scene and say, okay, set the shutter speed to this and the f-stop to this and boom, here's your perfect picture. Um, so there's times when I, I've kind of been, been poked a little where you get that, that person that will butt heads with you just because they know a little more and they're more knowledgeable. And you, you'll see that a, a lot of times uh, where someone who 
has a degree or someone that's white collar feels they're better than someone that's blue collar. And I mean, I pretty much still work in what would be considered a blue collar industry. I am working in a machine shop. I was a blue collar guy. Um, so there is times where you do get aggravated when that white collar person thinks they are better simply because they're white collar. But a lot of times it's that blue collar guy that keeps everything going. 100%. Yeah. I mean, I don't know. I think that each experience though can teach you something more, more so on the kind of deeper level. That's what I meant. You know, like I said something about patience before in that regard, what was your biggest learning? Tell me, explain, describe going and, internally. I mean, I know I've had situations, um, where I, I have people that are, whether they're coaches of mine or, or unofficial coaches that have shown me how to, like you said, be more patient and, and kind of look at myself first in, in all the situations. When you see something's going wrong in a given situation, okay, what is there that I can do to help the situation? Not, not always the case of, hey, I need you to fix this, but sometimes it's, wait, what can I do to help fix this? Or what can I do to help us as a team do something better. Um, I mean, in some cases, it is the other person who, and I, I use the word at fault loosely, but there's a times when, because it is a team effort, you need to make adjustments too. So I, I'm getting better at, at realizing my part in, in any situation, whether it's the positive or the negative. So important. And I remember Kate saying on our episode from two weeks ago, just said deeply listening to yourself and others. And I've noticed, at least for myself, when I feel like, oh, is that, you know, comment personal? But then lately I haven't been taking it personally if somebody says something that I once would have taken personal because I'm listening to them and I'm also in tune with myself. And I'm like, oh, I see where they're coming from. I see the place that this is coming from within them. And it's, really really enlightening because to not take things personally is in my opinion some somewhere that I truly wanted to you know get there because it's easy to be like oh I care about what that person thinks they think I'm this or that and not taking it or reacting to it but just listening to it I feel so much more calm more in tune more confident more empathetic and understanding where it's coming from internally. Because I think it really comes down to that. Nothing is external. I think once you master your reality inside, that's when your outside world transforms. And I see a lot of people, and I used to be one of these people where it's like, oh, when I make it here, or like when I do this, I'll feel fulfilled. And that was always a very temporary emotion. But then now, going the other way around, going internally and seeing it externally, it's like, oh, this is kind of the secret sauce to when you see people who are quote unquote successful or they're achieving their goals. I've heard a lot of people say this, they're like the alchemy is the inside, all about the inside. And then you'll see the results on the outside. Oh, I, I agree with that. And um, like one thing you mentioned is how she had mentioned listening. Uh, and I know I've heard the quote in the past before, but you have to you have to communicate in proportions. 
we have two ears and only one mouth. We should be listening twice as much as we're speaking. And, and that's when, when you really take that into heart, uh, like I said, I, I like to listen and understand and communication is a big thing. We, we did a talk on that. Um, but that's, that's a major one. If, if you listen to what's going on, um, the communication aspect of it, and it, it is a tough thing. Sometimes when you hear things and when you talk about not taking things so personally, that's another one that, that can be tough. Um, I've kind of used the analogy that, and if someone intentionally hits you in the head with a baseball bat or they accidentally hit you in the head with a baseball bat, if it's an accident, you can sit there and say, yeah, I know you didn't mean it, but you still have a fractured skull and you're bleeding all over. It still hurts. But, but mm -hmm. it, it, so sometimes even though you're not taking it personally, sometimes it, it still does hurt. Like if someone cancels plans on you and they have a legitimate reason, it still hurts that they cancel plans. If it's, if you're being blown off, okay, now it's, now it is, it is a personal thing. It's like, okay, why do you think it's more out? of an ego thing now that our ego is more bruised in terms of like, if someone cancels or yeah, or blows you off or something. I mean, I, I mean, sometimes it could be, um, but it's one of those things where, like I said, if it's legitimate, it, it still hurts that they're canceling, but you understand why. So you can kind of forgive it for lack of a better term. If they just blow you off and next thing you know, and we've talked about the, the dangers of social media. Oh, sorry, I can't make it tonight. Something came up. And the next thing you know, they don't post it, but one person in the group happened to post something and tags them. And there you go. It's like, ah, so you blew me off for that again accidental versus intentional and it is hard to not take it personal um but the more the more we can realize that it says more about them than about us it is it, it does make it easier to, to move on yeah i mean i've been there too where it's like oh why would this person do this and reacting to it and then i was in a situation where something like that happened and it wasn't so much like blowing off or anything but it's just like they canceled last minute and I was more bummed than I was like you know like oh they're blowing me off I was more like oh like I wish they could could be here but then instead of me being like oh like you're so flaky or you know I wasn't really coming from that place because I was like okay I get it like and why would I want to be with someone in an environment when they clearly don't want to be there. I'd rather have them not be there than be there because they feel obligated. But that's just right. me. You know, I, because then it's like, well, why are you here? So I'd rather have them be like, well, I don't feel like coming or whatever, than them show up and not enjoy themselves. So oh, I didn't take it personally that time. I was bummed, but I was like, okay, let me just check in with them tomorrow see how they're doing even if they were making an excuse I was like this isn't about me yeah it's over the years I, I've gotten much better at accepting cancellations or, or things like that or, or a turn down of an invite um, I, I've definitely gotten better at, at accepting it and I'm the same way where I mean if someone someone messages you and, and cancels last minute or whatever I'll, I'll usually send a follow-up hey I didn't see you there or whatever. If someone and a couple of the people that go to the gym regularly, if I don't see them for a week or so, I'll send a message. Hey, I haven't seen you at the gym. Hope everything's okay. It's just that follow-up to make sure 
yeah. everything's good and not not take it personally. Um, but I, I can I can definitely say I've gotten better at that. I mean, I go back to I've been in my house for for 16 years now. And um, first year we was here, uh, Jen and I talked about holiday traditions. One of the holiday traditions was Christmas Eve was always at my aunt's house. So when we got this house, I told my wife the first Christmas Eve, we're having everyone here. So it was my father and my stepmother, my mother and my stepfather, her parents, cousins, friends, everyone was here. And then with both my parents living out of state the following year, I believe it was just my father was here. And then the next week, the next year, it was just my mother was here. And then that, that fourth year, we were supposed to have something with a few friends. And, and when it came down to it, by the time Christmas Eve rolled along, literally everyone backed out. And, and I remember it hitting me hard that, I mean, here we are alone on Christmas Eve. And we weren't alone. We had our family. I mean, at that point, it was just the three of us. Um, but, it, but it hits you. And, and you, you do take it personally. It's, okay, why'd they all cancel? Why'd, why'd they turn us down? Or, or whatever the case may be. And, and as I've moved on, it's, it is easier for me to accept when, when people back out. And like you said, when people show qualities of you or, or pull something out of you or, or teach you how to see something within you, it has made it easier for me to accept that it's not always about me and, and has to do with what they're going through. And, and in some cases, some cases, it could be the case of you not, know maybe they had a better offer. If that's the case, that's the case. I mean, if someone says, and hey, let's go out for pizza and someone else says, hey, I got tickets to the Yankee game. Yeah, I'm going to the Yankee game. I mean, it's, there are times yeah. where, where um, one invite does trump another invite. Um, but then there's times where, and something came up. I mean, now, I mean, as of now, Christmas and Christmas Eve is pretty much canceled for us. I mean, with COVID and everything and ramping up again and, and my nephew was positive. So my father doesn't want to come down and be close to him, even though he's, he'll be cleared by that time, but why run the risk? And then mm -hmm. and Maria wasn't feeling well. And it's like, so all of a sudden we go from great. We have plans at her aunt's on Christmas Eve and my father's coming down. We're going to my brother's on Christmas day and everything's canceled and you can't take it personally. I mean, it, it's, I mean, obviously these are things out of everyone's control, but even in other situations, it's just, it, it's easier if you just say, okay, it is what it is and kind of move on. I know everyone kind of hates that, that saying, because it's just kind of like that cop out. Eh, what is it? Try kind of like just trying not to let it bother you. But the, the older and I mean, I'll kind of say wiser I get, the more I can actually really legitimately move on and, and just not let that pull me down and, and hurt the future. That's a great awareness to have though. And yeah, with, I know with COVID, it's like everyone, it seems like we're back again to where we were at one point because it's around the holidays it's cold outside but you know hopefully everyone's being safe and everything but yeah I mean even it was the other day where someone said something and I felt kind of bad after saying it because I was talking about this guy from my past and I was like yeah like he was he was a good guy like I liked him as a person and I absolutely have love for him as a person but I was like as a partner like I didn't really feel like he would he seemed not stable and then when I looked back on it, I was like I feel kind of guilty because I don't really feel like I was stable back then either like you know I was young or I didn't really know myself so it wasn't an attack on him it was just like oh okay this is a reflection moment well I wasn't that either 
So even though this person, you know, I didn't see it in them, then I still think of them as a good person. Would I want to be with them necessarily? No, probably not. But who am I to say this person wasn't stable when I wasn't completely stable myself? It's just, it's almost like a mirror effect. Like that's, that's where my learning came from when it's, you know, what did you learn about yourself through somebody else? Well, okay, this is something I needed to work on being more congruent or more stable internally, where there's that piece that Kate talked about too. And I wasn't feeling that. I lacked a lot of self-love. I wasn't confident in myself. I didn't feel like I was worthy, all those things. And I noticed people in my life at that time, I was hiring all these people who almost seemed like bullies but it was also because I had very low, uh, like low self-worth or I, I lacked self-love. I didn't have the best view of myself. So I would project that outwards. And I talked to you about being impulsive before or just being really, really mean or angry or impulsive or reactive. And I still, I'm way like, like I, I almost did a 360, but there's still moments that I have, like I said, with the kids where I'm like, whew, I'm not mastered patience, but I'm fully aware of that. Now it's like, okay, well, I'm aware of it. How can I work on it? Okay, deeply listening. Okay, not taking it personally mm-hmm, mm-hmm, and not reacting so much, which is something I practiced today. And I was like, okay, okay, this went well. There's going to be some days where it's going to be like okay I'm going to be tested more but I'm ready like I, I really do I want to for me at least I really want to master being more of a patient person that's important to me what would you like to master Jay tell me what you what is the quality that you really want to work on in yourself that you're like I want to slay this and I want to master this quality and own it Real quick, I'm just going to go back. You had mentioned the guy of the past, and sometimes it's not a case of one being right or wrong, but sometimes just the compatibility between the two of you. I mean, you could have adjusted as you both grew. You could have gotten to the point where now you two are very compatible with each other, or you could have both had growth that just happened to go in different directions, and you're even less compatible now than you would have been back then. So it's it's not always a matter of right or wrong. Sometimes it's just a compatibility issue. Oh, that's so true. That's a very good point. As far as me, and you mentioned patience. Um, that's one that I'd like to work on. Um, I, I know I use my family as an example in our health. And, and I, I know having three people in the house with ADHD can be a little bit nerve wracking on the patients. Yeah. And um, so there, there's times when, when again, going back to that analogy of whether it's intentional or accidental, it still hurts when you get hit in the head with a a bat and it's the same thing, whether it's intentional or a product of the ADHD, when they don't get something done, it still aggravates me. And I I have to be a little more patient and understanding that, okay, they didn't, they didn't blow off this project. They're the ADHD and the, the inability to focus is why they didn't get it done. It wasn't an intentional thing. So I'd like to work on my patience and my ability to be more understanding and, and sympathetic about what's going on around me and not always jump on that, uh, which, which is a difficult thing. 
And there, there's times when I remember when, when Brian, I think it was even before he was initially diagnosed with ADHD or it might've been, uh, as it was starting, I remember sitting down with, with coach B when I was coaching soccer or baseball with him and, and the, the helpless feeling of a parent that can't help their child. There's nothing I can personally do to help him manage the ADHD. It's something he has to learn on his own. Obviously there's other routes, whether you go meditation wise or medication wise or something like that. Um, but being able to be more sympathetic about, about them or about any other situations around me and just being able to relax and not, not take it personally. I mean, I know there were times when I worked in the shop where, and the owner would get really cranky about different things that I had no control of, but you got to realize as much as he might be coming out like a fool and reacting, I got to not take it personally and realize it's not because of me, because of the situation. Absolutely. And it's important to recognize that too. As I said before, that's the first step in my opinion. And it got me thinking when you were talking about this quote, and I'm sure you know it, people can only meet you as deeply as they've met themselves. And I, I, I think that's right on the money. Yeah, no, I, I, I agree with that. I mean, you, you, you can't expect other people to be I mean, more of what they are if you're not willing to show what, what you are as well. Um, there, there's times when, and we, we all hold back a, a little bit. I mean, everyone knows something different about you and you know something different about your friends or family that other people might know. And, and again, it kind of goes back to that, that mask thing where, and I have my friends that are athletes that might never know that I played an instrument and my friends that are musicians that might never know that I was as athletic as I am. Um, there there's, it's hard pulling things out of you and, and having other people and other people that can kind of help you even see p components of you that might be stronger than you give yourself credit for. Uh, I kind of, I, I did the episode with Jen after I went out to Utah and we talked about, we did a show called Your Own Backyard where when I went down to Utah and I saw the Red Rock for the first time, now she sees it all the time. It's kind of like you going into Times Square, or me going into Times Square. We see Times Square all the time. So as much as the, the lights are nice to see for that person that lives in the Midwest who's never seen it, it's like, wow, the first time seeing it other than on a TV show. So for me to go out there and for her to see the excitement in my eyes, it made her kind of appreciate it more. And then when she came back here, and she only saw the start of the fall foliage. She didn't even see it at peak, but for her, it was still wow because it was starting to change and she liked the colors. I noticed the colors in the leaves a lot more this year because of seeing her excitement in it. And there's same things with our personalities where some people will see a quality that we have about us that we don't necessarily see. And then when they point it out to us, if you can grab a hold of it and, and really push that quality out and use it to our advantage. It's definitely helpful, but sometimes we need other people to show the abilities we have. And it's not, it's not always that ability. I mean, we always talk about, you hear it a lot with, with coaching that, and that coach pulled that ability out of that kid. And it's not always something like that, a physical ability, but it's just a quality about you. Sometimes you do need someone else to, to point it out and, and show you that you have that. 
Yeah, so true. I mean, some things I think were like, oh, I don't like that quality about myself or that's, you know, I wish I didn't have that quality, but why not? If it's a embrace it. For me, like I I know myself and I've always been like perky, bubbly, it can be awkward. I'm weird in my own way, like I'm spiritual stuff, but I also am awkward at moments when I feel like shy or something and I'll say something stupid. And to someone else they might be endearing, but to me I'm like, oh, I feel like a complete idiot. And then but those are like nat- natural things. I think when you're in your natural element, people see you and you're like, oh, wow, like I didn't know that about myself or I do know that about myself, but that's a quality that like I'm embarrassed about or something. But when you're being the most, the purest, most authentic version of yourself, I think people can sense that. Whereas when you're trying to bring your A game or you're trying to be like, oh, I want to impress this person, People can also sense that fakeness. Well, that's kind of one of the running jokes with with my wife, with Maria, is she's a talker, like talks too much. Like <laughs> we we did a Portuguese tradition where loosely translated, we both had a best man and a maid of honor at mm-hmm. our at our wedding, and her best man gave me earplugs as part of his toast because she likes to talk a lot. Now that is one of the most lovable features of her. It's. It, it's the quality of her. We were just talking about, and if she looks for another job or does anything like that, that I feel that if she did a remote job, she's taken away her biggest skill, her interpersonality skills with other people, her communication once she speaks three languages. So not using yeah. that would, would be taken away a quality of her. The fact that she does everything with a, a bubbly and smile and everyone loves her personality. That's one of her strengths. At the same time, I told her she better never get sued because she can't keep her mouth shut. She's going <laughs> dig, to dig her own hole. She does not know how to answer a question with a yes or a no or noun verb and done. She's going to say, well, I did this because I did that because this and because that. And then, and, and so her. She'd never get her, away with murder. <laughs> exactly. Kidding, and, kidding. And, and it, but it's one of those things where it is her greatest quality and it's why she is so lovable but it can also in the wrong situation be her weakness. And and there are times when our strengths are our weakness. And one of the things, and for any, if we do have any, and anyone going out for a job interview, especially that younger generation, uh, one of the questions that you get in an interview is, well, after you explain all your strengths, well, what's your weakness? You never want to give someone your weakness. And my thing is, well, I I would say my weakness is I'm such a team player that I'm always willing to help someone else. So sometimes my own projects might fall behind. Yeah. So you actually just gave a strength. You're a team player. Now, yes, the result of that could be you fall behind on your project because you helped everyone else with theirs. So you never actually gave a weakness. So same thing with, with her. It's, I don't want to call it a weakness because it is her one of her most endearing traits that she is so talkative and so friendly and, and so lovable, but in the wrong situation, it could get her in trouble. Yeah. Yeah. And I remember my coach also saying though, on the other hand, whatever your biggest weakness is can also become your biggest strength. Yeah, so sure. it goes both ways. Right. And yeah, I know when they ask you during job interviews, it's like what you just said, like, what's your biggest weakness or where are you not, what area are you not strong in? 
well, I'm too much of a team player or I'm too much of a perfectionist or, but also being, we can also be real because we can find the silver lining in anything. If you think about it, we can, you know, like. Yeah, we did that show too. Yeah. So I'm, you know, my organizational, my organizational skills could use some work, but I know I'm fully capable because this is something I want to master. So yeah, okay, weakness, but I'm also owning my truth. And now me showing action is another thing. So they go hand in hand. I can say it, I can say anything, but if I'm not matching my words and my actions, it's gonna be like, oh, she just talks or he Jay just talks. Good point. So what would you say to, to start closing things up is your biggest skill or attribute that someone else had helped you recognize something that you didn't realize you had that skill and, and that quality of you that someone else helped pull you out, pull it out of you or helped you see it. You know, a lot of people have told me they're like, Oh, I feel so calm or comfortable in your presence. I feel healed. Like you have this ability to make people just feel comfortable. And I was like, Oh, thank you. Like, you know, like I didn't re recognize that about myself, but when someone pointed it out to me, I'm like, Oh, this is, this feels really good to know and to hear. Um, how about you? What's something that somebody pointed out to you that you weren't expecting? Uh, I, I've actually heard that one too, that uh, I'm easy to talk to. Um, I know the sensitivity part comes out of me um, a lot. I, I, would, I would say just the, as much as I know I do a lot of things, I think a lot of people make me realize how well-rounded I am in, in so many different things. And like I said, I have a lot of friends that are either, and I use these examples a lot because, I mean, if you go into that stereotypical like teenage show, you have either your band geek or your jock. Right? And I'm both a musician and an athlete. Um, so I, a lot of people will point that out on, on how well-rounded I am and how much I can intertwine all those different aspects and, and use a, a skill set from one to another. Uh, I, I subbed that the high school one time and it was a kid that was having trouble reading a ruler and he remembered me from drum corps and remembered my brother and after i'm sitting there for a second i said hey you remember you know how to read music right and i wrote music on the board and then i wrote a ruler and if you for those that know music four four time you have your whole note your half note your quarter note well it lines up with a ruler because he could read music i was able to take that skill and blend it into reading a ruler and now he knows how to read a ruler yeah based on reading music and yeah. so do, doing stuff like that and, uh, and really being able to pull other things out of other people. Uh, a lot of people have pointed that out for me that I, I'm good at doing that for others. That's and, a wonderful, and it, it's a good quality. feeling too. Yeah. Well, everybody, thank you for listening and joining in. Yeah. Hope you guys enjoyed the show and as we go into the holiday weekend, uh, this will be out. You're listening to this on, on Sunday and hope of those of you that are celebrating Christmas had a good Christmas and for whatever holiday you are selling, happy holidays from the two of us and we'll see you next week.
Shift Mindset podcast is for entertainment purposes only. While the suggestions, strategies, and practices we have given have been proven successful for our personal use as well as clients we have worked with, these recommendations should not supersede instructions given by any licensed professionals, including but not limited to your primary care physician and mental health professionals. Thank you. Thanks for joining us today for the PowerShift Mindset Podcast. We hope you enjoyed the show. Be sure to like and subscribe on iTunes, Spotify, and SoundCloud. Find us on Facebook and Instagram at The PowerShift Mindset and also visit thepowershiftmindset.com. Thanks again for listening to The PowerShift Mindset.